Welcome to Game Dev's Quest, your once-weekly podcast where you follow our little journey into game development. Um, honestly, we're two scrubs. If we can do it, you can too. Boom. I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. Dude, you nailed that intro. Saying Thanks, our tagline and everything. Well, hey, you know, you know, it's just, just, just baller status, bro. Baller <laughs> status. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Rhett's been saying that nonstop for the past, like, couple weeks. Even in our tweets, well, he's like tweeting out to everyone, like, "Dude, you're a baller, baller status, bro." I decided, I decided that um, from now on, like when um, I'm complimenting people that we as a podcast are fans of on Twitter, like I'm just gonna hashtag baller status. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna be like, "Yo, dude, for real!" Like, hashtag baller status. You the real MVP or something, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, inspired by Oregon basketball, dude. For real. Anyways. For real. <laughs> uh, man, we got a lot to talk about today. This last week has been crazy busy, crazy productive uh, in many different ways. So I'm excited to hash it all out with you. We may have to divide this up into multiple episodes just because we have so much to talk about. So uh, let's kick it off. Uh, talk about last week's goals. I failed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rhett did... Uh, get me a copy of fruity loops which i have on a flash drive um but i haven't installed it or anything so still on my list of things to do but i just had a lot of other stuff going on that honestly was distracting me from getting to that so how'd you do on yours yours was uh do the rollerball tutorial from unity's i did how'd it go uh went really well dude very empowering um, and fun, you know, like I, I was coding along and, uh, there was a few, uh, things that kind of like hung me up a couple times, like not for long, but w- where it was just like irritating to the point where I was like, wow, they really should have thought to like put that in the video or they should have thought to mention this. And I thought, well, I am using like a different version of like, you know, I'm using visual studio. It looked like he was using mono game or mono develop. Uh, yeah, I I think that Unity must not have adopted using Visual Studio because all of their trainings that I've done are all using MonoDevelop, which my yeah. opinion is like, why use MonoDevelop when you could use Visual Studio? It's more robust. Um, just getting familiar with Visual Studio will be good for you in general since if you're going to develop in C Sharp or .NET or anything professionally, like... That's what everyone uses is Visual Studio. So <laughs> screw Mono Develop. That's my opinion. Although there is that yeah. that uh, hotkey where it's like Control apostrophe, and it opens up yeah. the Unity. Um, like, what do you call it? Um, yeah, the like the library, like yeah. the scripting library thing. Yeah, their documentation. Um, and I don't think Visual Studio has that. No, there's a different one, I think. There's a different one? I I feel like I've gotten it to work before, but it's like a different hotkey. If you find out what it is, let me know. I I I should have Googled it, it. I guess. Yeah, I didn't Google Um, it either. (laughs) Yeah, I just had the the URL open, and then I would just search. I was like, I don't need to fucking have a hotkey to, like, highlight a word and search it. Like, I will just type it in. (laughs) Right, that's what I did, too. But it's it's still kind of a cool feature. Um, So um, did you get hung up? Because... I noticed this several times. They had like those writing on the YouTube video saying like, if you're using version five, like you have to do it this way or whatever. Did that hang you up at all? Is that um, what you're talking about? I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember. No. But there was a couple of things. Yeah. On the Unity interface where I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess I have, do have to do it this way. I was able to figure it out. And it was just fun being exposed to the the interface of Unity again. Um, cause I know, you know, we did the U- Udemy course, which <clears throat> was, uh, pretty great. Um, I was enjoying it and it kind of inspired me. I kind of want to go back and start doing that again. I definitely um, want to. And, 
yeah, I don't know. It was very empowering finishing it. And then when I finished it up too, I was playing the game. I was like, oh, this is like really great. Like I should, and I thought about like, it'd be fun just practice to like go in and maybe like create a menu. Um, like, you know, where a player has to like click start to go and uh, like maybe let the game like loop back to the main menu or something when you get all the things. And I, um, but I only, I did, I only ended up going in and adding music to it, some background music, which was kind of fun. <clears throat> That's cool. Um, yeah. And at first it was like, it seemed what I wanted to do is like really simple. It's like add background music. Okay. That shouldn't be too hard with the unity interface. Well, I decided to Google it and find a tutorial and the, all the first videos I found were like 40 minutes. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, how is this thing that I thought would be super easy actually going to be th this difficult? Well, then I found a video that was like two minutes long. That was exactly what I needed. So yeah, you basically just <laughs> turns add... out adding music to unity is just dragging and dropping it into your assets and then assigning it to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, so I, uh, this week I, I think last week I was doing this too, but I finished the, uh, space shooter tutorial on unity's website and then i did the extended edition which was cool because like the the base version basically just uh spawns waves of asteroids coming down at your ship and you can like shoot and blow it up and that's it and it gives you like a score and like if you get killed you can press r to restart the game but the extended edition um spawns like different kinds of asteroids like they have different uh, models basically for them, which was cool. Gives a little variety, but then it also creates a uh, an enemy ship that fires back at you, and it also kind of like moves around the screen, um, which is cool. So that was pretty fun. Um, I learned a lot from that video series, especially like like you were saying, just getting comfortable with the UI. Uh, knowing what like a rigid body is and um you know materials and all that kind of stuff i feel like was really helpful so i'm going to continue doing them and i i encourage you to definitely do that um, yeah i was going to start the space shooter one last night um or yesterday after i finished but i ended up um working on some other projects and stuff yesterday like slipped by me really quickly <laughs> i woke up really early i started on that rollerball tutorial at like 6 a.m yeah, dang, damn, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, yeah, um one thing uh I started doing like after I finished the space uh shooter one, I wanted to kind of extend it a little bit. Um and I made it so that like if you had a certain number of points, like your fire rate was faster, so you know, you might be shooting like once a second or something or once every half a second or whatever it was. And if, then if you got like 100 points, it would like make it so you could shoot twice as fast, um, which was kind of cool. But he also does, like, um, the extended version was actually, like, a live session that he put on. And uh, somebody asked about, like, having power-ups and, like, shooting different kinds of shots. So he showed how you could, like, ch uh, move your, like, laser bolt um, and so that you could fire, like, two at a time and then three that kind of go, like, forks out. Um, which was really cool. Um, and I wanted to try to do that like programmatically and then kind of got stuck. Um, and I'm realizing that like, it's one thing to do the tutorials and I think I am learning from doing them, but like getting back and starting something on your own is incredibly difficult. Um, yeah, because you're just like following the code and stuff that they're doing. And yeah, I, I realized that certain parts of the, the tutorials, I was just like, watching and just copying him i wasn't necessarily understanding everything that he was saying so i i like kind of started over and last night i was messing around with uh the rollerball i i wanted to recreate rollerball on my own and i got um i got parts of it down i'm not finished but i i got it so that like you're you can control the ball like using the arrow keys it'll move around but i don't think i was using the right functions um and I realized that I was using the update function instead of fixed update. And I don't know if you remember, but the update function doesn't, it's not as good with physics related. Yeah, I think you're supposed to do late update or something, right? Oh, was it? Well, late update, I well, maybe it was. 
Yeah, maybe I do need to do that. I think late update is uh, happens at the very end of like after everything has been calculated for that particular frame. Then do. yeah, it might have been something else. But I think fi- I thought he said fixed update was better for physics. Uh, but anyways, I, I I like got it to move around, and then I was realizing that like the ball was somehow bouncing, and I think it was just like I didn't have the right kind of like I didn't have some setting set right and then like one time i did it and it's like shooting off the screen like making absolutely no sense so have a long ways to go but it's like you finish the rollerball tutorial and you're like dang that was actually pretty easy and then you try and do it yourself and you're like oh i have i don't know what i'm doing still (laughs) well yeah, that was I, I was thinking about just starting the rollerball tutorial over on my own and having the videos queued up and seeing how much I could do on my own. Because there's a lot of it like I'm not going to remember. I feel like the interface stuff I remember pretty well, which I think is the most important thing to get out of it. Yeah, for um, sure. <clears throat> but then you realize like how much like um, scripting and stuff that like Unity has made available for use mm-hmm. and and it's great that they have the library there for you to check, but it's hard to remember, um, you know, because, like, when we're doing the console stuff, it's all, like, pretty repetitive and stuff. Yeah, you really and get the like hang of get, it. You, yeah, you get the hang of it, and then you start using the Unity stuff, and it's just like, oh, wow, there's a whole other world over here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's all, like, Unity's proprietary library or whatever that you basically are having to learn, like, a whole different like almost like programming language i mean it's yeah. just, you know just so many other commands and um that sort of thing so i wanted to talk real quick um so yesterday like <clears throat> i did um tutorials and stuff for i don't know probably like five or six hours um Dang. just like working on stuff and tweaking with the rollerball and and watching other videos to like help explain certain parts of of um unity and and stuff like that and i will say normally i get like really antsy really quickly and this is going to sound like a like an item plug and it is but only because i got one randomly and uh it's like seriously what like it's so great for me being able to just like sit so anyway um i don't know if you ever seen or heard of uh the fidget cube oh dude i have one one of the highest (laughs) oh you do yeah i i like I'm very fidgety and anxious most of the time. Like I chew my fingernails. I'm always like playing with my hair, popping my knuckles yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I got a fidget cube and it really does help. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's so crazy that you have one too. Yeah. yeah I picked up one randomly. Um, like I saw it on the Kickstarter and everything. And then they were like, they had a big problem with shipping and they were like, don't buy, you know, like only buy from our website. Well, they're on, on their website, like 20 freaking dollars. Well, um, I found one on sale at like I was buying like some office supplies, uh, just like index cards and markers because I'm like working on another project. Um, and I saw one for like five bucks, and I was like, "Hmm, okay." So I bought it, and I was like, "Even if it's a cheap knockoff, like I'll see what it is." And it's like I started using it and instantly. I was just like, "Oh, oh," you know, like <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm like a pen clicker, I'm like a drummer, I'm like yeah. I do all this stuff, and it's like I'm kind of like get all that stuff out and like one and it's fun to like you could see how many things you can click at once like i don't know man (laughs) i've been carrying this thing around for like three days and i just like keep it in my pocket and sometimes i'll use it in my pocket even when i'm out and about (laughs) and uh dude it i mean it allowed me to sit at my laptop for like six hours and all this i I looked up and i was just like oh shit like (laughs) the day just slipped away i gotta eat lunch you know reluctantly ate lunch and came back and um, funny, as stupid as it sounds, man, it, I highly recommend it to anyone who <clears throat> is a fidgeter. Yeah, I would. And I know too. fidgeting sounds really stupid because I never considered myself a fidgeter. Um, but like looking at my behavior, like throughout like the past few years, there's like a lot of things I notice I do that like leads to other weird behaviors, right? Like so, um, <clears throat> like I always want something to do with my hands, so I'm usually like drumming a lot on my desk. Or I'm like stroking my beard. But then that translates to different things in other times that are like, it's like weird, kind of like unhealthy. So it's like, like if I'm sitting at my desk, a lot of times it translates to me like reaching for a, 
like my glass of my cup of coffee or like a beer or a pop or whatever. So it's like, I've kind of beat that by always trying to keep water by me. But yesterday, like using the fidget cube, I like barely drank any coffee and which is great. Cause like I drink too much coffee. Um, that's awesome. And, man. uh, yeah, like, but also, and then it translates to other things too. So it's like, if I, like back in the day, if I was like unwinding, playing a game with the buddies on Friday night and let's say, no, this is a bad example. Let me just tell you, I, let me just say like, so my hand thing, it, it's like you go out with friends, you go to the bar and maybe you drink too much. And then you're standing with your friends outside who are smoking cigarettes. You don't smoke cigarettes, but you need something to do with your hands and they <laughs> offer you a cigarette. So you take a drag off one. It leads to unhealthy habits, yeah, Taylor. Man. So this thing, I'm not saying it's like a cure-all medicine thing, No, but, uh, no, it, but, uh, it's definitely helpful. I, at work, I'm kind of like a klepto a little bit. Like, I pick things up and don't realize that I have done that. And then I set them down places and then I can never find them, you know? And so, like, yeah. at my desk, I just have all kinds of random, like, computer adapters and stuff that I've, like, picked up and I'm, like, playing with, you know, the little screws on them or whatever, or, like, a zip tie. I'm, like, putting it in yeah. backwards and zipping it and unzipping it and all kinds of weird stuff. And so the fidget cube has helped out with that. Also, like I am a chronic like nail biter. So I, it helps with that too, but also I like put some nail clippers by my desk and now I'm like obsessively clipping my nails so that I don't chew them, you know? <laughs> um, but it does help. I really like the, the fidget cube a lot uh what's your favorite little like what's your favorite side or do you have a favorite <laughs> that's yeah i do I, li- um, I like the spinner i don't know about you um i hate the spinner that's my least favorite oh, really side. what <laughs> yeah um i don't know like um that's probably the one part about my fidget cube because like i said i might have gotten a knockoff uh it's like the one part of my cube that doesn't function very well oh. like i have found that if I hold it a certain way, I can spin it really easily, but I can't like glide my thumb over it in a circle and get it to move very easily. Mm. Um, but if I like hold my finger on it, that's what I do when I'm messing with it. I'll like take it in my hand, press it against my finger and then spin the whole cube. Oh, okay. That's kind of the way I do it. I don't know. Um, my favorite is the switch, like the light switchy thing. Oh, okay. That one's fun. <laughs> I, I also, <laughs> I'm just like, I, that it feels so good. I don't know why because I'm I'm a clicker, dude. I'm a I'm definitely like a pen clicker. I mean, the pen is what always did it for me before because I could drum with the pen, spin the pen in my fingers, click it a bunch, you know, like so yeah. I also I like the little joystick thing and that you can kind of like pop it up. I don't know. Do you have that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah the okay, joystick. Yeah. yeah, the joystick's one of my favorites too. I think for me it goes it goes light switch uh like 5 clickers because they sound just like yeah. pens like the five with the three clickers then i think i like the joystick next because you can get it to to click as well yeah i've and, used that one so much I, that i've already the... kind of broken it oh that's too bad yeah it kind of like sticks if you if i push it to a certain side it sticks there and i have to push it out it's kind of annoying oh but... yeah mine's kind of sticky but it doesn't get like stuck i don't know yeah and then the ball bearing is kind of nice too because the ball bearing clicks. Yeah, true. I just, oh man. Yeah, there, it's like it gives you a lot of variety. So for all those like people who have weird, weird obsessive compulsive like things they do, it really satisfies that like urge to do something. So, um, well, I'm glad you brought that up. That actually brings me to, I feel like it's a good transition to one of the things we wanted to talk about, which, um. This week, we, we became a lot more active on social media, um, Twitter and Reddit. Um, but speaking of like being fidgety and all that kind of stuff, there was a great Reddit post that I really just kind of felt connected to, really resonated with me um, on the game development subreddit. And it's titled, Game Development Can Be Stressful, So Here's a Few Tips on Dealing with the Anxiety While Staying Productive. Um, and basically, uh, Braytendo is the user that posted that. So thank you, Braytendo. Um, it basically gives six things, um, that he was kind of worried about 
uh, that he, he talked about kind of helping you out. So the first one is stop worrying about what you haven't finished yet. And for me, that's like huge because I always have multiple things that I'm doing. Um, and oftentimes if it's not, if one of those things is not finished, I'm stressed or anxious about it. Um, like for instance, I was really hitting hard the code, uh, free code camp, uh, website and doing all their, uh, projects for, uh, the front end development section. And I'm like one project away from finishing the entire, uh, front end section. And I think about that probably like a few times a week or even once a day at times. And I'm just like really irritated that I didn't finish it. Um, and then that just like detracts from what I'm currently working on. Cause I think, oh man, I really need to go back and finish that. Um, so I thought that was, that was good. Um, and it's, and what's great about this, all this advice is like, it applies to so much more than game dev. Stop yeah. worrying about what you haven't finished yet really applies to so many things in life. Yeah. You know, as long as that like doesn't translate to just like never getting done what you need to do, mm-hmm. like it's okay to have things up in the air that you're working on, you know? Like it's okay to you know, like you said, just be able to I don't know not worry about it as, <laughs> as silly as that says well, like, he, or as silly as that sounds he gives a strategy for how to, how to deal with that um and i think the next sentence I, is really a great one he said so stop worrying about what you haven't finished yet the next sentence is that's a gateway to feeling like a failure before you've even started yeah yeah which is so true yeah and like for people with anxiety um which i realize the more and more I like get to know myself, I realize that I'm a very anxious person and it's very like debilitating. Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes like, like he said, like I'll feel like a failure before I've even tried it something, you know? Yeah. See, and it's interesting. And I wonder, <clears throat> I don't, I don't want to get too derailed here, but I wonder how much of it is like brought, is like ingrained in us in the ways that we were brought up. Right. Because, like, I'm not a very anxious person at all. I'm pretty much, like, the opposite. Like, if I have stuff that's, like, really stressing me out, like, I, I can just block it from my mind. Like, and then literally, I mean, that's how I procrastinate, though, too. You know, it's like, I don't want to worry about this. And then it's the day before something, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I remember, like, like, so in high school, for example, like, Dude, there were nights where I remember you saying, like, yeah, I was up till 2 o'clock, like, writing this paper, you know? And then me, I was like, oh, I didn't even write that paper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I wonder, like, if that's part of it, like, this part where, like, you know, you're always trying to chase the, um, I guess, like, what was sort of expected of you, you know? And, And we get to now in the adult life and that translates to anxiety in the sense where it's like you are trying to like just stay afloat in all these projects you're starting and uh i don't know shit i kind of derailed myself here i don't remember where i was going well you know i think like you're talking about you have anxiety yeah that's okay (laughs) i well for one thing i feel like i'm pretty good at hiding it (laughs) which maybe is not a good thing like most people who meet me think that i'm a pretty calm person and I think for the most part, I am pretty calm and like level, um, but mostly like on the exterior, like interior, I think I have a lot of like stress and anxiety and I'm turmoil. Yeah. Like I'm always thinking about like the troubles of the world, like climate change and like, you know, war and all this like big picture stuff that like I don't really have any control over. I mean, I can do my little part, like I can recycle and stuff like that, but um, it still like really gets to me, which is silly, but that's how it is, you know. Um, but it's then interesting. There... Me and Bailey were just talking about this last night. Not the big picture stuff, but like worrying about things that are out of your control. Like, where do you draw the line between? Because it's like obviously you can't just like not care about something like that. Like we should care about something like that. But then where do you draw the line in terms of like? 
your active role in it and and also like observing it and you know it's like we have a duty to observe the troubles of the world but then where does that duty end right like and where like how much activity and proactiveness in it is a good thing and how much is a bad thing right you know i don't know it's it's an interesting concept well, we can delve into that in another podcast, <laughs> right? probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like a whole podcast in itself, but, um, and I will say, like, ever since we started Game Devs Quest, I've kind of forgotten about a lot of the things I used to be worried about. Like, that's good. I was very obsessed with like paying attention to the news like all hours of the day, and now I might check the news like once or twice a day, and not really get wrapped up in it, you know. Uh, which it, which has really helped. Um, but I will say that those anxieties I had before have just kind of translated to like me being obsessed over this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but well, I think it's much more positive because it's a positive outlet. Yeah, exactly. Because you're building something and you're trying to foster a community right. of like people who are creating things, which is like is a small way of like making the world a little bit of a better place. Right. So congratulations, you're changing <laughs> the world. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, butterfly effect well i guess i don't know if we need to touch on every topic he says i'll just read through the first couple he he gives you strategies basically on how to mitigate each of these issues like i think the first one is the big one yeah like he the says second one go ahead no i was just gonna say the second one is just not as um a big of a thing and i think i mean i think it's important they're kind of all yeah, some just... of them are wrapped into each other like the second one definitely is kind of wrapped into the first one it says, if you don't make much progress some days, or even if you didn't touch your game all week, don't let it get to you. Now, I think that's important because, like, you can let it stack up on yourself. And he mentions, like, feeling guilty about it. And to me, something I've identified in life is that, like, most negative behaviors are just, like, a spiral of guilt. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you don't make much progress on your game and you feel guilty about it and you let it, just like, you let that burden wear on you. Well, then the next day you're going to get there and you're just going to be like, well, I didn't do it yesterday. Like, so I don't know. I guess it's okay. And then you're going to feel even more guilty. Yeah. And then you're going to even feel more guilty. And then it ha- like, it's the same thing with bad eating habits. It's the same thing with not exercising. It's the same thing with any, I think, negative habit. Drinking too much. Um, right. It's this spiral of guilt. You know, talking badly to people. Like maybe you talk badly to a friend and you realize like you hurt his feelings. It's the same way, like, when people are, like, embarrassed about something they did and, like, somebody's, like, kind of after them. You just snap at them. You're like, I get it. Fuck off. You know, like, that leads to more guilt, which in turn leads to, like, more of that behavior, I think. Yeah. So it's okay, I think, to just, like, slough it off. Um, yeah. You know. Um, I mean, everybody, nobody's perfect. And he talks about that, too. He talks about your game. Like, your game doesn't have to be perfect. But people aren't perfect either. And... You know, like my wife and I, we try to exercise like fairly regularly, but the last couple of weeks we, we basically didn't do anything like three weeks or so we like didn't do anything. And, you know, the first day it feels kind of good. You're like, oh, you know, like it felt, felt nice to have a break. And then it kind of like feels nice for a while. And then you start getting guilty. You're like, oh man, like I'm not doing anything. I'm like not as healthy. Like I feel like I'm getting like chubby or whatever you know and then it kind of but then that by itself makes you not want to work out even more for some reason and so it just becomes even harder to not do it because that's what it is like i think the guilt it's such a bad feeling in a way and guilt i guess is a very general term i'm using but the guilt of like not doing something or having a bad habit makes you feel a certain way and what happens to me anyways is i don't want to have that feeling so i try to block it from my mind and then i don't do it like that thing that I need to do just so that that feeling doesn't like crop creep up again. You know yeah. what I mean? But then I feel it anyways. Cause like, like I did, there was one time where I was like, I'm not, not going to eat any fast food anymore. And I didn't eat fast food for like six months. And then I started working like really crazy and I forgot to pack a lunch one time. So I like ate fast food, but I was like really careful about what I had, you know, and was like kind of careful and I ate it, but I still felt really bad. Well, then the next day, it was like, the next time I did that, it was kind of the same thing. It was like, well, I did it before, and I felt bad about it. And I was like, well, fuck it. Like, who cares? You know, it's like, <laughs> fuck you, body. Here we go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I like how we're like, we're not going to talk about these that much. And then we do. Yeah. Um, um, the third one. 
Can we jump on? Yeah, go forward. Ahead. Go for it. If you ever get overwhelmed by something you can't figure out, remember that you have an internet full of peers who are happy to help you. I think this also translates to like you're just not alone in like your struggles. Like everybody feels alone at some point, but there are a thousand other people in a thousand other places that are going through the exact same thing. Yeah, you are, or at least have experienced something that you're feeling. You right. know, well, um, um, that kind of brings me to number six a little bit, and I'll talk about. We can talk about that more in depth in a minute. But one of the, uh, so I used for a while, I used the Headspace app for meditation, and one of the. Uh, meditations is like a three minute meditation like when you're having a really hard time like if you are feeling overwhelmed by anger or sadness or whatever one of the things that the guy andy the who's like narrating basically says is like okay like i under like i understand you're angry but think about all the people in the world right now out of seven billion people that live in this world right now do you think that you're the only one experiencing this emotion? Think about how many people there are that are, you know, feeling anger right now. You know, makes you feel like you're not alone. Um, but going back to this, like, I felt alone on my journey with programming for like the last several years. Like once I stopped going to school for programming, I did it all on my own, basically until I started working with you, right? Right. And I mean. I I do still work on my own sometimes, but I at least have you to kind of like keep me accountable. Um, the podcast, like I feel like I need to be productive each week to be able to like talk about what I've been doing um, as, right, yeah. as well as like social media. Like if I don't t- tweet about my progress during the day, I kind of feel like I'm not, I'm doing a disservice to the podcast, you know? Um yeah, and also it's kind of fun how it keep like how it does that. You know, it keeps you accountable and keeps you moving forward, right? And it keeps you just like thinking about it at least through the week, because that's the big thing for me is like I get overwhelmed by all the projects that I take on myself, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I I won't think about one of them for too long. So it's fun having a podcast about it, because for me then it's like oh right, yeah, you know, think about it every day at least a little bit. Right, same here. Yeah, and and also like um, we've. At least I've been much more active on Reddit, especially the game dev subreddit. And there are lots of people out there that are in the same position as us. And it's nice knowing that there's this community that has like, I think it has like 200,000 people that are subscribed to that subreddit um, that you could just post anything to and have them potentially reply. Or, you know, you can, what's helped me too is like, it feels good giving advice or like offering up the knowledge that we have to somebody else who also is in need. And that's helped me feel less alone too, you know? So there is, there, there's lots of avenues of getting, of not feeling that way. And so that, I feel like that was a good, good point. Um, next one is, Um, uh, or did you have something else you want to say? No, I was just going to say, let's briefly touch on the next two so I can ask you about meditation. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so next one is your game doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, and that, I, I mean, I feel like we've talked a lot about that already. Um, just with other avenues of life, like, no one's perfect, especially when you're starting out. Like, your game's not going to be perfect. I'm finding that out right now. I can't even make rollerball <laughs> on my <laughs> own. So, like, of course, it's not going to be perfect. Um, but and I think I think that's a, an important one, too. It's like a lot of people, this is a big one I see in writing a lot. And... It's like people let perfect get in the way of good. And I think having a good finished product, like if you're trying to aim for perfect, you will never release a product to the world. Right. And that's something like you and I probably have a little bit more experience with, like in terms of music, because it's like you're recording a song or whatever. It's like you'll never get it perfect. But the imperfections are the thing that you remember. Like, dude, I can never listen to our song. Me and Taylor have a song. It's called Alternative Endings. And in it, uh, towards the end, Taylor has like a little bit of a drum solo. And the drum solo, the track that we ended up going with, he ended up like botching the drum solo a little bit because he got tangled up in his headphone cords. Dude, (laughs) that's a memory that I'll have forever. And I think about it every time I listen to it and it still (laughs) sounds cool. You know what I mean? So it's like, Uh, it's like the imperfections that like define your product. I mean, obviously you don't want to have it. Like if you're making a game, you don't want it racked with bugs, but 
Well, and the funny thing about it too is like you'll you'll notice that and remember that. And every time I hear that drum solo, I cringe a little bit. But most people <laughs> don't even notice, or you know, right? Like, I, right? There's lots of little things in our in all of our songs that we recorded that, like, I I'll notice, but no one else will. That's okay, you know. Right. We're not professional yeah, musicians, from... so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well. know. Well, I am you too. technically Rhett is a professional <laughs> musician, <laughs> which is uh, like the douchiest thing ever. Like I almost feel bad saying it sometimes, like I because I don't, but I'll say it as like a joke or something, and I'm like, but it's true, <laughs> which is like almost worse than it being a joke. <laughs> uh, well, it's um, a pretty cool thing to say that you are. So yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, um one one thing um I wanted to mention. Uh, the very last sentence he said is, uh, or basically, well, let me read a little bit more. You're always going to get better with practice, but don't feel disappointed if it, disappointed if it's not as great as you're hoping for. You're still making something, and there are probably a lot of people who wish they were even half as good at, at, at it as you. Right. Which also resonates with me, because I tend to compare myself to people all the time. And like, especially in programming or back in the day when I was actively drumming a lot, I would yeah, always you listen to the drummers you like and you're like, yeah, oh. you're like, wow, I suck so bad. There's no way I'll ever be anywhere near as good as those people. And but you know, I, I, not to interrupt you, sorry, but yeah. the inverse of that is also an important step in the journey as well, because I think it always starts with you listening to something or watching something or seeing something and you go, Hey, I can do that. Why not? True. You know? Yeah. And I, so I think that first, that, that first step is important, but then after you start doing it, then, you know, it's like you keep doing it and you get to a point, you're like, how did I get here? Like, what (laughs) am I doing? I suck. Everybody's better than me. And that's important too. And there's two types of people in the world. I think, it's there's the people that get that feeling and they quit. And then there are people that get that feeling and they keep going. And I, I've always thought that that specifically applies to musicians because you have, everybody is a musician in my world. Mm -hmm. Everybody can sing. Everybody has, can clap. Everybody can play what, you know, it's like you got instruments built into you, but there are two types of people. The ones that like, start learning and they get overwhelmed or they think they suck and they stop and they never learn it again. And then they tell to everybody that they're not musicians. Yeah. And then they're the ones they get that feeling and they're like, God damn it. You know, like, and they keep going. And it's like, how many times have we been embarrassed as musicians? Like just (laughs) shamed, just utterly shamed, never wanting to show our face to the world again. Yeah. But we kept going anyway, you know? So, well, um, my most embarrassing moment, that I can remember was um, so when I was applying for colleges, we went and toured uh, George Fox University and they were um, offering music scholarships, but you had to go do like a little performance in front of the music directors. And I was never a confident kid. Um, I, f- I was like a decent drummer, but I didn't have like the traditional training that a lot of people probably would have had. Like, I didn't know yeah. my drum rudiments or anything like that. But anyway, so my mom's like, yeah, you should apply for this. Like, you'll probably get it. Um, and, you know, it's not it's not that big of a deal. You just go in and play. I'm like, I don't want to do it. She's like, well, do it anyways. She basically made me do it. So I, we went there. I go in front of <laughs> these guys. And one of the band directors, and these guys, these guys are like, you know, 50, 60-year-old, like, white dudes. Um, and w- one of them's like, the drummer and he's like all right give me your best like i don't know what he said like nine stroke roll or some kind of rudiment and i was like sorry i i don't know i don't know how to do that he's like oh okay well how about this i'm like i i don't know what that is you know <laughs> and he like <laughs> he says like five or six things and i just said like i don't know and he's and he's like well show me what you can do and i just like kind of hit around on the snare drum and it from my perspective it sounded just god awful and i i i literally just started crying (laughs) (laughs) dude i've never heard this story before i'm embarrassed (laughs) about it like 
I just started bawling in front of these professional musicians and they basically were like, Oh, like all feeling bad. Like, it's okay. Like, even if you don't get this scholarship, you can still be in the band and we'll help you out. And like all this stuff. And <laughs> Dude, I just, so sorry that happened. To no, you. It's, it, I mean, it was my own, if I had more confidence in myself or whatever, it wouldn't, I would have just winged it and been fine. But like, I just started crying and I left and my parents were like waiting, waiting in the hall. And like the band director wanted to like keep talking to me. And I just like, was like, I want to leave. Like, let's, let's leave. And we left and I didn't go to George Fox. <laughs> and Dude, that I'm was the so reason sorry. why. No, that's okay. I had another embarrassing experience when I was um, at Willamette's, when I was in their concert band, I was supposed to do like some solo and the band director was like, all right, it's your time. He's like cueing me in the middle of the song. And I just froze. And so it was dead silent for like <laughs> two measures or something. And uh, then the trumpets came in. And after after the after the performance, they came up. Someone, some trumpet came up to me and he's like, "Uh, what happened, dude? Like, where were you?" I was like, "Dude, I'm so sorry. I like, I did not want to be in band after that." <laughs> Anyways, off topic. Um, where were we at? <laughs> Are you still there, Rhett? Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Dude, but, oh, it's okay. dude, like, you became, like, a fucking really great drummer, like, in college. I mean, you were great in high school, but, like, dude, when you went to Willamette and started studying and, like, I, I don't know, dude. I listened to some of the shit we did after that, like, that we recorded and stuff. I'm like, damn, that's so solid, you know? Like... <laughs> Oh, thanks, and it was man. fun. You came back and like started introducing like way more rudimentary like rudiments stuff yeah. into our music. It was like so cool. <laughs> yeah, dude, throwing in those hertas and stuff. Yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now you should go back and show those guys at George Fox what for. <laughs> right. uh, man, except for I haven't. I literally haven't played drums since we did that show at that bar like outside that one day. Like before, yeah, yeah. like a lame fest. A couple of weeks before I got married, which was three years ago. That was the last time I played the drums. <laughs> what? You got married three years ago? Almost, yeah. Pretty Holy crazy. Shit, I know, man. Anyways, um, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know where we were at, but the next one is, um, I know you want to keep working, but never dismiss the importance of you time. And this is big for me as well. I, I felt a lot of connection to this one because um, when I first started my last job, uh, my wife and I had like just gotten married and I had been out of school for a little while and I had been wanting to pick up programming again. I was really convinced that I wanted to become a web developer. And so I started using um, this website called The Odin Project, which is like a free kind of course that is supposed to bring you up it's kind of like a boot camp but it's free and you can do it all from your home and i just got obsessed with it i would go to work i'd come home i would eat dinner with my wife and then i would do the odin project for like three or four hours a night and i was doing it every single day basically to the point where my wife was like like what what is the matter with you like we're not spending any time. Like I'm tired of you spending all your time in the office. And I would just be like, well, you know, like I'm not where I, I'm not where I want to be. Like, I'm really stressed out about like, you know, my future. And I just want to like make, make it better, you know? And eventually I got to the point where I was just really burned out. And, uh, I just stopped coding for like six months, which was not good. I should have just like done little by little, you know, spent time with my family Uh, made sure that I was doing something fun every once in a while because I was miserable. Yeah. So don't, don't isolate yourself and don't forget about your well-being and, you know, your family and your friends because, you know, you'll lose touch with people and it's not good. It's not healthy. Yeah. So it's definitely not, you know, and I think it's pretty normal. Like if you're young yet, like it's normal for people, especially like when you get married to like, kind of, I think that's a pretty normal thing. Like that, that kind of happened to me too. Um, you know, you're, you're trying to find like the right balance of like, um, 
Like, you know, because it's like on one hand, it's like you can't just like spend all your time with your spouse. Like even if you wanted to, like you got to go to work, you got to do all this stuff. Um, but then it's like you get involved in projects, like especially like you, you know, people like us or people like that listen to this podcast um, who are interested in like making things and doing all this stuff. It's like you feel like you need to just like do it. And you're like, well, sometimes it's fun. Uh, and I live for those fun moments. So you come home and it's like you said, you just don't fucking give a crap about your spouse. And, uh, you know, it can work for a while, but, uh, being in a relationship of any kind is give and take. And whether that's a friendship or whether that's, uh, you know, a significant other of some sort, uh, like you can't just neglect it and expect to like still have a relationship, you know, it's like you can do that for a short time, but then you got to be willing to like be neglected and be able to like emotionally support your friend or significant other without any reciprocity. Right. So, well, and you know, it's like, yeah, they always say, excuse me. They always say medi, uh, medi, what is the word I'm looking for? Mediation, not mediation. Um, yeah. The word where like <laughs> compromise, compromise, not well, compromise, compromise, but, uh, moderation, God, moderation. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, But yeah, they always say like moderation is key. And it goes like for anything, you know, like, okay, uh, drinking alcohol, like, you know, it it can be safe. You just have to do it in moderation. But if you don't do it in moderation, you could drive drunk, you could kill somebody, you can become an alcoholic, whatever it is, or, you know, gaming, you hear about those people from like Asia that or even probably the U.S. that play WoW for like 60 hours straight and then they die because they like didn't go to the bathroom or something, you know? <laughs> like, are we bad people for laughing? I, probably. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just moderation. Like, don't forget about, don't skip work to play Dota or <laughs> I'm looking at you, right? Well... <laughs> Even once, like I can't even no, do it once. It's okay. Come on. I mean, it's okay every once in a while. Everybody needs a mental health day, but like I remember when yeah. Charlie Morris like was skipping school like two or three days a week to play WoW, and like yeah. I'd be like, "Hey, dude, how long did you play WoW yesterday?" He's like, "I don't know, sixteen hours." It's like, holy crap, dude! Like, take a shower. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say to his benefit, there came a point where. If somebody invited him to do something, he always said yes. Well, that's even good. if he was playing WoW. That's good. So, yeah, there there was a point like where like nobody was asking him to do stuff, so he would just play WoW all the time. Yeah. Or we were all busy, so he would play WoW all the time. But you know, after school, you go over there and be like, "Hey, let's go." And he's like, "All right, let me just wrap this up real quick and save." And he would wrap it up and he would go out and hang out. That's like, cool. I, I was always impressed by that because that was something like I was never very good at. Like. <laughs> you know, stopping what I was doing if I was absorbed. Right. So kudos to him. Yeah. For um, sure. All right. Well, we finally hit it after like 30 minutes of saying we're going to get there. <laughs> dude, we're at 50 <laughs> minute mark right now. I know. I told you dude, this is going to be like a one, two, maybe even three part episode. Cause we haven't even, we've touched like two topics and we wrote down like 16. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm fine recording more after this. Yeah. So let, let's hit. Right. I'm interested in the meditation thing. Okay. Try meditation daily, he says, seriously. Now, this is something where I first heard about it from podcasts. Well, I, I mean, obviously, I knew what meditation was before. You know, it's like I read books, I read comic books, I watch TV. Like, I know what the fuck meditation is. Not only that, like, <clears throat> my mom uh, is, uh, just to put it politely, like, has had a lot of, like, problems in her life. And, um, supposedly, uh, maybe not anymore, but before she had a, she like made a big life decision a few years ago and just like picked up and moved to Hawaii just to like have like, like a healthier mental state. But before that, like part of her routine daily was like meditation. And, um, you know, I think there was like things that went along with that for her, like prayer and uh things like that but uh you know i don't know i th- i noticed like a significant improvement in my mom's like well-being when she was doing it but not only that like i started hearing about it a lot on podcasts and stuff and at first you think like all right hollywood i get it like all you hollywood guys are the same like you all do cryotherapy you all go to sensory deprivation tanks and apparently you all meditate and go to juice bars fuck you <laughs> 
Um, but, <laughs> but if you've done it, I'm interested to hear like what your experience with it was. Like, I know you were kind of talking about it earlier, but like, did it help? First of all, um, it did. Did you notice any? Yeah. Um, let me, let me, I guess, let me back up a little bit for me. Um, I think maybe two years ago, um, and I know we talked about this before, how much you hate Tim Ferriss, um, but he has given me some some good things for my life. One of them was yeah, meditation. Somebody to ridicule. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so I was driving to work uh, every day. It was like a 30-minute drive uh, one way. So I, I had a lot of time to listen to podcasts and audiobooks and stuff. And somehow, I don't remember how, I came across Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss podcast. It's like one of the most popular podcasts out there. Um, and he had this, uh, podcast with this guy called Ryan Holiday, uh, Ryan Holiday. And Ryan Holiday is kind of like this young guy. I think he's like maybe 29, maybe 30. And he's already like the head, the head of marketing. He's already been like the head of marketing for like American Apparel. He's written several books, like just a really successful guy. Um, and he is all about stoicism and meditation, and, you know, you, you use the word every once in a while, like, oh, you know, that guy looks so stoic or whatever. So I had like right. kind of I'm like, oh, you know, stoicism, what, you know, whatever. What is that? And he just like talked about it for a long time. And it's all basically about like enduring hardship without like losing your cool, basically. And uh, one way to kind of like be more of a stoic is just like contemplating like your life and um, being more connected with yourself, like your mind, your body. Um, And it sounds really like foo-foo, like, you know, new agey crap. Like at one point um, my mom was like talking about stress management or something. And I had mentioned meditation and she like had thought that meditation was like witchcraft or something. You know, granted, yeah, my... <laughs> I find that a lot of like religious people think that about um, because like Cody's family was the same way. They it was like mysticism, East yeah. Asian mysticism was right. the word that they used a lot for things that they didn't understand. Yeah, um, and my family's pretty religious, so um, I think there is kind of like that um, a little bit of maybe fear of like discovering these different things that just you wouldn't associate with like Christianity or whatever, you know, fear of like branching out and learning about that. And so I was like, no mom, it's not like anything crazy. Like you literally sit in a room, like it's quiet. You could have music, but you just sit there and you like do these breathing exercises. Um, You focus on your body, like, and honestly just like having a break and like, um, having time to let your body let your mind just kind of think and let your mind without like trying to think about anything you know and one uh i started off um downloading the headspace app which is great um and they have this free free 10 it's like free i think they call it take 10 it's 10 different meditations where it's kind of like an introduction to meditation and i ended up doing that um and buying like a year membership. And then they have all these different like focuses, which is really nice. Like one of them that I really enjoyed was uh, sleep. I, I have a hard time falling asleep. I think it's just because I'm an anxious person. But he has this one sleep meditation where you just turn it on. It's like 10 minutes and the guy just like talks to you, you know, and he tells you like what to think about. And what he does, one of the things that he does that I, I still use sometimes to this day when I'm having trouble sleeping is he tells you to like think about parts of your body, like start with your feet. Think about your feet. All right, now you're going to tell your body that your feet are asleep. Okay. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, he's like, all right, now think about your legs, like your, your calves or whatever. Now put them to sleep, basically. And then he does that all the way up through your body and i swear a hundred percent of the time before i even got to like my shoulders i was asleep you know and see that's interesting that's always something i've done 
anyways, like I, I uh, somebody was like telling me how to like really try to like relax one time, and they said like imagine like a rolling pin, basically like you know like going down your feet, like squeezing the stress and like tension out of your feet, and then like now they're going up your legs and they're rolling downwards, and so like all the stress and stuff is like going out of your body, like down the legs. And then they're up your legs, then they're on the waist, and then it's like imagine them going down your arms into your fingertips, and like you're trying to just like relax those muscles as this is happening, mm-hmm. and that puts me right to sleep all the time. <laughs> That's cool. Well, the the first exposure I ever had really to meditation, I think you may have been there as well. Was um, in high school we ran cross country, and our cross country coach, yeah, we would do these. I do vi- this all the time still. You do? Oh, it's cool. Uh, he would do these visualization exercises like before big cross country meets and guided imagery. I think it's called or something. Yeah. He would just like have us close our eyes. We all just kind of lay down and then he like uses this kind of calm voice and like tells you to like visualize, you know, you're running and it feels great. And you just, you know, and it's always, and you're going through the whole race. It's like, you're at the starting line, you know, your heart's fluttering a little bit. You're anxious. You ready for it to get going. And they tell everyone to get ready. You look around, and before you know it, the gun fires, and everybody's running. Yeah. You're in the herd of people. <laughs> yeah, it just... You're trying to find your rhythm. Careful not to step in the potholes. You know, yeah. and it just, like, takes you through every, like, little detail. And he takes you through the whole race. Right. That way, like, the idea is, like, you get there, and you've, like, done it before, and you're not as anxious about it, you know? And it works, yeah. I feel like. I, th- I thought that that was, like pretty great yeah it really does work like just just visualizing it it's kind of like you've almost experienced it already and it just makes it less anxious like this is a dumb story but i remember one time i uh was you know i i hadn't really used public transportation before i moved to eugene and like i was riding the bus for the first time and i had to pull the little line to get off i'm like what if i pull it and it doesn't work or like i don't know how hard to pull it what if i pull it so hard that it breaks you know, and so I was like really anxious about it. But then I did it once. And once you realize like it's easy, you don't stress. I've never stressed about it ever again. So it's kind of just like prepping yourself like that. Um, so that was kind of a little off topic. But um, yeah, so meditation is really good. I mean, it it was one of those things where I don't do it all the time. Like for a while um, in Headspace, the app, it, it gives you like these kind of badges if you do it like a certain number of days in a row and i did it for a half year in a row without stopping like like every day i did it at least once for 10 minutes um and it was really good i think i was a lot less stressed it was nice to just kind of take a break um and you know just clear your mind for a little bit um i ended up stopping my membership with headspace and now i use this app called calm Calm's free. You can buy some like special version if you want more variety. But in Calm, they have some guided meditation. They also have like some sounds. And I just like the rain sound. And you turn it on, you could pick like timed meditation. I usually just do like two to five minutes now when I feel like I need it. And I just kind of plug in and, you know, zone out for a little bit. And oftentimes when I'm done, even if it's two minutes, I feel refreshed. So That's good. Yeah. Maybe I should try it. I, I, I literally think about trying it probably once a day, if not more. And I'm like, I should do this. It's kind of like working out in that way. I think about it all the time. I'm like, I got to work out, and then I never do. Well, now um, I have a new challenge for you, right? All right. <laughs> uh, okay. We usually do this at the end of the episode, but I'll just write it down right now. My challenge to you is to download the Calm app. It's just called Calm. And I want you to use it once a day this week, even if it's one minute. Okay. Challenge accepted. Nice. Um, for anyone interested uh, in learning more about stoicism or meditation, um, there's a lot of information out there about it. There's lots of different um, philosophers in time. Uh, probably the most notable is actually uh, the emperor of Rome, Marcus Aurelius. Um, yeah. You can read his book. I think he has... Um... What's the book? Meditations. Meditations or something? Yeah. 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 Meditations was basically his like diary that he he took while he was the emperor of Rome. Conquering 
Gaul, dude. Right? It, Wasn't it while he was conquering Gaul? It might have been. It was like towards the end of his life. So whatever was happening at the end of his life. Um, but it's based. I think he died in France. Maybe. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. Don't listen to me, listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basically it's really cool, and and me being kind of a history nut, it's really cool that you have like it's literally a direct feed into Marcus Aurelius's mind, like yeah. 2300 years ago or whatever like that's so cool but it's amazing like how much what he writes about applies to today um yeah that's one thing i think about all the time is that a lot of the things that we think are like indicative of our times are actually really not like so many people say like oh the youth these days like they're just worse than they ever were yeah every generation says that i know you know what i mean (laughs) and like every generation thinks that their time is the worst time. Um, yeah, for sure. And, uh, and one thing that like really made me realize that was like several years ago, I read an article about, they found a garbage dump in England that was, uh, left over from a Roman outpost when Rome had occupied England. And they were like, this is going to be the biggest insight into Roman history ever. They're like, this is just going to be like everybody's life, you know, daily life and all this stuff. And they open it up and it's like the shit that they found is just shit that we would have now, you know. (laughs) And there was like unopened letters and they opened it up and it's like, what do you think they're talking about? Well, they read it and it's just like, oh, hey, Paul. Uh, yep, still stuck in England. It sucks and rains here a lot. Life's pretty shitty. I can't wait to come home to Rome. Hey, <laughs> how did that thing that you were doing go? And it's just like normal shit that they were talking about. And you're like, oh, people's lives aren't that different. <laughs> like, it's just the times are different. Like, we have different technology in which we do it, you know? Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't know. Blew my mind. I think about history a lot differently now because of that. That's really cool. Um, well, yeah, if you get a chance, uh, check out Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Uh, they do, I found like a plain text uh, website that just has it. Um, I can try and find it and link it. Otherwise, pick it up at your library or Google Play has it or whatever. But there's lots of other um, philosophers like Seneca is a really big one. Uh, can't, can't think of anyone else. But if you're looking for something more modern, Check out Ryan Holiday. I've read a couple of his books. Um, the best, and it's actually very like widely read by a lot of like CEOs or like I heard uh, like the Tennessee Titans or like one of the some NFL team uh, assigned his book to all of the players on their team. It's called Obstacle Is the Way, and it's basically just like how you can persevere through like obstacles that come up and how you you know stay stoic in times where it's really hard. Um, he has another one that's like, I can't remember what it's called offhand, but it's basically like, uh, oh, it's just called Daily Stoic. And it's kind of like a calendar or something where every day he has like a little tidbit of uh, advice from a philosopher and then he just breaks it down in, into like modern day terms. And uh, so you just read like one thing a day and it, I don't know, it just kind of s- <clears throat> sets the tone for the day. Um, yeah. So check check him out as well. He's really cool. Yeah. Well, uh, did that that give you enough about meditation? <laughs> I think so. I'm definitely uh, definitely gonna try it. Yeah. Um, hey, I don't know. Um, since we're gonna go on, I don't know if you mind. Uh, let's close this out and start another one. Okay. Um, just, just to make it easy for me. Sure. All right. Well, uh, this will be part one of who knows how many parts? Two, three. Uh, of a few of yes. a few from april 21st so we're a little ways ahead uh of where you are now but uh hopefully you got something out of this definitely check out this post on reddit uh we'll link it in the show notes thank you to Braytendo for writing that um, a lot of people gave him positive response um so i think it's uh worthwhile for for anyone to read um, and again, let us know if you have any questions or advice for us. Um, you know, you can always hit us up on Twitter at GameDevsQuest uh, or email us gdq at airpodcast.com. Um, or even, I mean, we're on Reddit now. Uh, we've yeah. been monitoring Reddit quite a, quite a bit the last couple of days. 
Uh, oh, real quick. Uh, I don't know if we need to touch on this the next episode, but we had a pretty cool story um, or I guess pretty cool interaction with somebody on Reddit. We just posted um, basically that we, uh, you know, had a new episode out this week. And uh, so for people to check it out and uh, hashtag Dubstate on Reddit, uh, seemed pretty excited about it. And I don't know, it's kind of a rare interaction for us. Like we're still pretty new, not very well known yet. So it was really cool just having somebody excited about it. So just wanted to shout Yo, him hashtag out. Hashtag Dubstate. Yeah. You get some baller status this week. Way to go out <laughs> too. And like... Like, dude, he's like, oh, you guys are talking about that Udemy course? I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, man. Um, Keep it up. Stay so motivated. It's a great course. Keep us updated on your progress, too. We'd love to hear about it. Cool, man. So. Well, uh, that's it for uh, this section. We'll talk to you again in a few minutes. Go ahead. Just keep listening, man. Yeah. We're going to take you through your work day or whatever it might be. Yeah. Cue that music. Take you on your long drive. Oh, cue that music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon.